Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to Super Saturday. Good to have you with us on IMSA Radio on RS2. What a day we had yesterday and over seven hours worth of content already up on IMSAradio.com. We'll get the latest from down along pit roads and in the paddock with Sheer Adam in just a few moments time. Over 12 hours of racing, or at least of race action today, with cars on the track in a few minutes' time. And it's all live here on IMSA Radio. Well, let's say a very good morning to Shay Adam, who's uh, working her way down into the pit lane. A little bit chillier than yesterday. <laughs> I saw 15 degrees this morning. And I have to say, I put the Radio Show Limited mesh on to come round for breakfast you? this morning. Yeah, well, I was in the golf cart, so... Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Well, it is a chilly morning down here for sure, John. Um, as an idea for people back home, two layers. I've got two jackets on. But a lot of that has to do not with the temperature as it is now, but the forecast as it will be later. There is rain approaching Daytona International Speedway. I've said it. Yep, I'm sorry. Um, It is expected to come as early as 2 o'clock in the afternoon, as late as 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Why is that relevant? When is this race going green for the VP Challenge kicking off their debut championship season? That would be 2.05 in the afternoon. Also, I heard that I I always throw myself on upon the collective wisdom and knowledge of the security staff here at Daytona and Joe and the rest of the guys as we come into the Undercroft to park up this morning. Overnight rain as well, which is not good news for the boy and girl scouts who are here in their hundreds yes. as ever. And they were having a bit of a track walk this morning. That has been uh, cleared off. 15 Celsius at the moment is a wee bit chillier. A little overcast. The sun's trying to poke through at the moment. But as she says, it is slightly more threatening than we were expecting. I can still see the coastline and the hotels down on Daytona Beach, out in the distance, over the far side of Daytona (laughs) Airport. You won't lose that ability, John, because the rain, of course, is coming from behind you. Oh, is it? Yep. So it's it's even worse if I looked behind, is it? Well, it will be. Right now, we're still okay, but the rain is coming, moving from inland Florida out toward the coast, so you won't be able to know the doom and gloom when it's approaching. It will come as quite a surprise. Right. Now, we have... A qualifying session coming up. Explain what we're going to see. 
Okay, so brand new series for the VP Challenge. We have GT4 cars, known as GSX machines, and we have LMP3 cars. It's going to be a split class qualifying GTX, uh, GSX cars going out <laughs> first. And already we have somebody who has broken the rules. That would be a Turner uh. Motorsports BMW. I'm not sure which one it is. If it's the 95, it's Francis Seldorf. If it's the 96, that would be Vin Barletta. And for Vin, this is going to be a bit of a confusing weekend, John, because he's racing multiple GT cars this weekend. It is the, the 96. Then it is Vin. He's got the new version of the BMW to play with in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Mm -hmm. He's got the old version of the BMW to play with here for this session. So for him, bouncing back and forth between two cars, yes, but two fundamentally different cars because they are of two different eras. We've also got another infraction on the pit lane right now, something I've noticed. Uh, the egg, uh, No, which car is that? That would be the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin of Todd Coleman. It says in the rule books that only a helmeted driver may bring the car to the pit lane for the start of any of these sessions especially qualifying well todd coleman was not the one who brought the green aston martin to the pit lane it was a crew member and todd is still getting belted into that car now that's not good that means the first official session there's already a penalty sun just coming out from behind the clouds when we don't need it because it's right in our eyes here and i forgot and i left my imsa cap down in the uh, the BMW downstairs. Uh, hello to Blurfiend, who's on site, rocking the uh, Midweek Motorsport Collective T-shirt. Jerry Z has turned up from further south in Florida as well. And tuning in from further afield, Stefan AR says in Europe, where are you in Europe, Stefan? Doing a bit of studying at the moment. Robert Bester listening to us all as well as, uh, as, well as the rest of you. And Jerry Z does say, I've got my poncho and raincoat just in case. See, there's a person who knows what Florida weather Good can job, do. Jerry. Yes, absolutely. Actually, I've just realised I don't think we're on the PA quite yet, so those guys may not have heard that. So this, then, is a 15-minute session, 15 cars. We have Porsche, we have Ford, we have BMW, we have Aston Martin, we have a Chevy Camaro in its final season and uh, we and that's it that those are the machines and once again somebody pulling out into the fast lane here that's one of the Porsches oh gosh that would be the number 27 yeah, blue John. and blue and orange car 27 correct yep blue and orange uh, the 27 that's Sebastian Carrazo Sebastian that is Carrazo. his number correct. that we're used to seeing him Green flag is out, and for Sebastian, he's running once again with Kelly Moss Road and Race, a team that he's driven with since 2020. But that will be an immediate drive-through penalty for leaving the pit box early, which will result in him losing that initial outlap, if you will. The bigger problem is that you are not scored until you serve your drive-through penalty. So there is zero way that anyone could perhaps take advantage of setting a fast lap by, you know, having the track advantage. The same will be the case for Vin Barletta as well. He'll need to serve that drive-through penalty right off the bat. Right. Well, ooh, completely different uh, font on the Alcamel timing screen <laughs> for this than I was ex uh, expecting. Just after 20 minutes before 9 in the morning and uh, we are off and running with the first ever qualifying session for the IMSA VP Racing Sports Car Challenge. Do you have an empty pit lane? 
Uh, well, sort of. Uh, I have no GSX cars left in the pit lane. I do still have the LMP3 contenders, though, because their qualifying session will be at the conclusion of this one after a five-minute break as well. But while the cars are on their outlap, John, should we maybe introduce the people to a couple of the finer points of the rule book? Yeah. Well, we've got seven rounds of this championship, starting off here at Daytona International Speedway, then going to Sebring International Raceway. WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca is the third round, then a bit of a break before heading up to Lime Rock Park in July. We then go north of the border to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. We've got Virginia International Raceway and rounding out the season at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Now, isn't that a drool-worthy calendar? So cars on the track for this 15-minute session. Uh, 96, 27, and 19. So the 19 added for what they're calling a jump start. That that's would be, be Sean Quinlan. In the BMW, yes, indeed. So, so that uh, is not a great start for their season. So, I'll let you know when I see them heading back down the pit yeah. lane to serve their penalties as well. And it does need to be immediate because they're not going to be scored until they serve that penalty. Hoping and time that the is ticking away. <laughs> time is ticking away, Shea. They're already down to 12 and a half minutes. Ah, there we go. We've got the Turner BMW in to uh, serve All the three penalty. of them, Shea. Good, good. Very good. I'm glad that people have studied the rulebook, which means it is open track for the number 88 BMW. They are getting the beautiful uh, advantage of a clear track. That's Patrick Wilmot. He's a name that we've called several times over the years, John, because he's run in many of the IMSA series, but he's never done a full season of any of them. So hopefully Patrick finds a happy home here and decides to stick around for the full year. So let's take a look at some times next time around because that is when it will count for... Angus Rogers. Uh, what, I should, what I should say, of course, if you are listening for the first time, and this is the first time we've broadcast the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge, this is the qualifying, um, it's a single driver. The races today and tomorrow will be 45 minutes, two classes, GSX, which always um, reminds me of a Suzuki motorcycle, um, GSX B and GSX. Well, GSX B is bronze drivers. GSX are non-bronze drivers, but they're effectively all one category. Uh, there are only three GSX drivers being uh, Sebastian Carrazzo, Patrick Wilmot, and Francis Seldorf. The rest are all GSX Bs. Then we've got the prototypes, and the prototypes in this case are LMP3s, and they will qualify... Uh, in their own session, but the cars, share crucially, will race together on track today and tomorrow. Correct, and we do have uh, Frank DePew back down the pit lane in one of the Rebel Rock Camaros. I say one of because they have a second one that's running in the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge. But there's a couple of other things that I just want to touch on there, John. No gold or platinum drivers are allowed to participate Correct. in this series. So you're right in noting off the silvers versus the bronzes. Um, but there is no more advanced driver who's allowed to participate. And qualifying now is important because the tires that they are on for this qualifying session are the exact same Michelins that they have to start race one on. Race two is a different story. But the qualifying time here, fastest lap, gets you your qualifying spot for race one 
fast, your second fastest lap is not necessarily your starting spot for race two. If you set a faster lap in the first race yes. than you did in qualifying, that then becomes your qualifying time for race two. So um, it's- uh, we, we've seen that before in some of the uh, IMSA developmental series. Uh, it's that way in Porsche Carrera Cup. Yep. Of course, one qualifying session, best two times to go forward, or you can improve in the first race. Time starting to come through now. It is a bit chilly on track. It is only 66 Fahrenheit, uh, which is 19 Celsius, 15 in the air, which is 59 Fahrenheit. And it's uh, Patrick Wilmot for Split Decision Motorsports in the BMW F82. This is the number 88 car. Ah, the old model. Yes, indeed. Under two minutes, a 159.2. And he's the only driver under the two-minute mark at the moment. He's ahead by almost a full second of Mark Siegel in the Porsche 718 GT4 RS Club Sport Carbon with Peregrine Racing. That's the number 93. Then it's Rob Walker. Very uh, historic name in uh, motorsport, particularly British motorsport, that uh, and world motorsport for Rob Walker, Formula, former Formula One team owner, way back in the days. But that is not the same one, obviously. <laughs> no. Auto Technic Racing uh, in the G82. That's the so the the F82 is the older car. The G82 is the new shape car. Correct. It's just a little bit further down the alphabet. And if you are savvy... <laughs> oh, that's very good. Well, if you're savvy with car VIN numbers, you'll know that the last eight are the most important of any car as far as identifying it goes. The first number of that last eight, or the first letter of that last eight, I should say, will always be a number, A through H, I think it is. And that denotes what model year the car is as well. So you can always tell a car by looking at the VIN number to find out if the year is in fact the one that they're advertising for you. A little bit of fun fact there for you. But no, John, this Rob Walker, not of uh, Formula One racing legends, but of GT4 prowess. He's come into GT4 racing at quite a strong pace, winning at Road America last year and claiming two podiums at Watkins Glen in his first season of racing. So very impressive stuff from Rob Walker and we expect to see big things from him in this championship this year. Shea Adam down there in the pit lane. And we are still with the 15 cars. Everyone who came into the pits have gone back out again. They've served their penalties. So uh, did Frank DePue come back out again? Yes, he did in the number 72. So that is all fine. Uh, Sun coming out will immediately get the track temperature on the rise so I'm going to keep an eye on that it was 65 at the start of the session Uh, to the top uh, we have got the Ford Mustang of Billy Griffin the number 14 ahead now of Sebastian Carrazzo in the Porsche so number 14 from number 27 Moise Oretsky is in third for Aston Martin number 44 and then the number 25 Rob Water car in fourth position. Ford, Porsche, Aston Martin, BMW, Aston Martin with Todd Coleman in fifth position. And then the Mercedes of, Todd, of uh, Tim Probert. In fact, that has just bounced down a little bit as we have a new time for who? Who got ahead there of the Mercedes? It was Mark Siegel in the number 93 Porsche. Uh, once again, I'm struggling with the, the screens here just a little bit. So, 
what's the atmosphere like on the pit lane? Because these teams here are not expecting really to see their drivers in this session, are they? It's very relaxed. It's as if all of a sudden people are getting a break that they haven't had yet all weekend because there's nothing else that they can do. There's no contributions from the pit lane. Yes, there are uh, radio communications from the crew chief to the people further out on the racetrack, but at this point, it's all in the hands of the drivers. It's very relaxed, and even more so, John, when the cars come back into the pits, they're going to go straight to tech. They oh. shouldn't even come straight to their boxes. So, so will you not get a chance to speak the pole sitters then? Correct. Oh, because man. the drivers must take the car straight to tech. So in order to keep things flowing, there's this very relaxed atmosphere of, well, we've done everything we can. Let's sit back, maybe get the video camera out and record some of these cars coming through the trioval. Yeah, very good. Okay. Super Saturday, live on IMSA Radio. Uh, we're on, uh, we'll be on 107.9. Uh, around the circuit, that's an FM frequency, and of course on RS2 if you're tuned in for us. Good to have your company this morning. If you missed any of yesterday, go to imsaradio.com. Uh, almost two hours of Gearbox Girl gabbing with the stars. Was it really two hours? Uh, one hour and 55 minutes. Oh I listened gosh. to it all uh, last evening <laughs> when Tim posted it up. Uh, Tim was right on the ball yesterday then we had the two sessions from WeatherTech which are both there as well as they happened glorious car noises uh, from both of those don't forget we've got a night session tonight as well and there's a little bit of bonus coverage we uh, took the second session as well from Michelin Pilot Challenge yesterday which again was a lot of fun Moise Yaretsky then for the Aston Martin with a 154.440 provisionally on pole position ah. for the first race That's this is the number 44 car from Billy Griffin about a tenth back in the number 14 Ford Mustang 156.4 uh, sorry 154.6 come on John uh, 154.7 how close is this Sebastian Carrazzo in the 27 Porsche then Tim Bro Probert 155.6 and I think everybody now under two minutes. Yes, everybody under two minutes. Frank Depew did a 58.5 last time around. So the Chevy Camaro uh, in 15th position. Yes, but under two minutes. Talk to Frank Depew and to Robin Liddell earlier in the week in an interview you'll hear between some of our sessions today if you're listening on RS2. Uh, and Frank saying he wants to get more confident, he wants more time in the car, he's starting to work on his own setup as well. Uh, this 72 Chevy Camaro is exactly the same as the car that will race in the uh, Pilot Challenge, and the third chassis that they have as well is also exactly the same. And now Robin Liddell told me he's driven all three of these cars down through the years, and he cannot tell them apart. The setups are identical between this Camaro and the Pilot Challenge Camaro, so that Frank is getting important experience. He's enjoying himself at the moment in the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge, but he's getting important experience here, Adam, for later on in the weekend and later on in race week next week. 
And that's the important part because for Frank DePue, he's won a lot of major races in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. He's won at many of the big tracks, five of them, five different tracks for five different wins. Daytona, not on that list. So he, Robin Liddell, and Andrew Davis looking to tick that off next weekend. But for Frank DePue, he's going round and round. I was going to say, Moise Uretsky getting the advantage on time thanks to a draft from Frank DePue when he crossed the line. The two of those cars were very close together. Moisey made the pass going into turn one. He has not dropped Frank DePue. Frank is driving brilliantly this morning, John, and keeping up with the fastest guy on track so far. All good experience. If you want to follow along with the timing and scoring, um, it is Al Kamel once again, and Sheer, you know the URL off by heart, don't Results.imsa.com. You go to the top right corner of the page if you are on your normal browser. If you're on a mobile device, you might have to click the little hamburger drop down. And then it says live timing, those beautiful words. You have to agree to a couple different things, and then all of a sudden, you got all the timing. And uh, you can play with it, John, too, to make it show you what you want to see. Yes, that's very good, isn't it? Also, it's got the results from yesterday. Uh, it's got Stuart's decisions on there. If you go on the main page you can uh, follow through that's all the same results that we get it's been it's coming out of just on our left here race control and uh, it is an invaluable resource at IMSA radio if you want to speak to us and we're very happy to talk to you throughout the day on what is a very busy day check the full broadcast schedule on imsaradio.com all right last laps being started now who gets through frank depew's gone through he's ahead of moisey and he's got ahead of moisey that must have been a really good uh, a really good effort yeah 57 4 for frank that's almost a full second billy griffin goes to the top in the ford mustang provisionally on pole position for the first ever vp racing sports car challenge event so it's Mustang from Vantage, Moisey Reski in second, 14 from 44, half a second between them now. Sebastian Carrazzo, another half second back in the number 27 Porsche, then a Mercedes. Checkered Th flag. Checkered flag is out. Let's see who we can see. It is Jim Farley, the chief executive officer of Ford, who sees the checkered flag first, or how he would like that to be the case later on today. Then it was Tim Brobert, so Tim will be no better than fourth in that number 65 Mercedes. Francis Seldorf, no better than sixth. No, because Vin Barlett has gone ahead of him. And so has who? Todd Coleman jumps to second in the Aston Martin, the oh, number 69 car. Lap. That will put him on the front row at the moment, but we're waiting for some drivers to come round, including Sebastian Carrazzo. He's on a decent lap here. He's on a very decent lap indeed. What's his middle sector in that number 27 Porsche? Didn't start off the session well with a penalty. Billy Griffin might just improve. He's the provisional Porsche at the moment. Wait for the number 14 Ford Mustang to come around. Uh, who's that diving into the pit lane? So it's they won't. Blue and white. That is a BMW. It's the silver and blue. Number 88 car of Patrick, Patrick Wilmot. Wilmot. Rob Walker, by the way, Sean has stopped on the circuit. Um, but that was a wee while ago. Uh, Mustang and Camaro going through. 
and that was Billy Griffin. He did not improve. His, his lead cut to four-tenths of a second. There's just something right about seeing a Ford and Camaro battling side-by-side side across the triangle with the checkered flag. Still waiting for Carrazzo, and he's done a, his personal best in the middle sector. Carrazzo then in the Porsche. Here he comes to cross the line. The number 27 car is what we're waiting for. Has he dived to the inside there? No, he went through and waiting for the update. No, does not improve. Stays in fourth position. So the outside of the second row. Still cars, as you can hear in the background, on their slowing down lap. So here's how, and we've now got a red flag. To signify, please come back into the pit so that yes. nobody takes an extra lap. Good point. Well, I think also we need to Rob Walker's car. Um, picking up from out on the circuit somewhere here's how they'll line up for the first race of the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge in GSX it will be the Ford Mustang of Billy Griffin on pole position from Aston Martin Todd Coleman in second position row two will be Aston Martin and that's Moise Oreski the number 44 he'll have the 27 Porsche of Sebastian Carrazzo for company Tim Probert and the number 65 Mercedes AMG GT4 is on the inside of row three with a BMW F82 that's the older car Vin Barletta in the number 96 Turner Motorsport car and right behind and off to one side is his teammate also in the previous model F82 that's the 95 Turner car Francis Seldot then it's Sean Quinlan in the new BMW on the outside of row 4 row 5 is all Porsche affair Mark Siegel in the 93 and it is Angus Rogers in the number 5 who is in 10th position Row number six, BMW's F82 for Patrick Mil Wilmot in the 88. And the number 25, the car that went missing there, the newer shaped car of Rob Walker in position 12. 13th is Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford Motor Company, and he's driving a BMW. No, of course he's not. He's in a Ford Mustang, <laughs> the number 98. <laughs> Please don't take that as an insult, Mr. Farley. You know I was only having a joke. He's a petrol head. Uh, 98 then on the inside of row number 7 and the Porsche 718 GT4 RS of Will Vax it is uh, the number 17 car and then it's Frank Depew so we need to find out what happened to the number 12 in that session 25 uh, sorry 12th position yes Yes. the number two, the 25 car um, yes I've set the timing screen up wrong for myself this morning so I've got the numbers and the positions in the, the wrong place and I don't touch anything at the moment because I can hardly see anything for the sun uh, that's so, it, all the GSX cars are off the pit lane so now we are ready for our LMP3 and the green flag is waving as this wow, session begins. Quick turnaround. So congratulations to Accelerating Performance and Core Motorsports. They'll be on the front row. Then Kelly Moss with Riley Murillo, Split Decision and Turner, Autotechnic Racing and Archangel Motorsports, Stephen Cameron, KMW, Carbon Turner, Multimatic, BGB and Rebel Rock Racing. They have then set the grid for the first race of this brand new series 245 minute sprints single drivers as the weekend progresses one today and one tomorrow 
And uh, don't forget tomorrow, in live in sound and vision here in the US and further afield, we will have the WeatherTech qualifying for the Rolex. He's who's out at the moment. We've got a split between Duquesne and Ligiers with uh, three Ligiers and, excuse me, three Duquesnes and six Ligiers. Bijoy Garg in the number three car. Merkur Schultes in the 18 Duquesne. The Ligier of Keith McGovern is the number 28 car. And that's uh, Junior 3 Racing, Mulder Motorsports and Kelly Moss with Riley. Sean Creech Motorsport, they're 30. Uh, that's the number 30 car. Uh, and that is Lance Wilsey. In MLT Motorsports, we have Adrian Kunzler. And Dan Goldberg is in the Duquesne of JDC Motorsports. US Race Tronics is the number 77 car out there. That's Brian Thins. Scott Neal is number 86 for Kelly Moss with Riley. And 47 Motorsports is uh, confusingly the number 99, and that's Courtney Crone. And even more confusingly, John, it's 47 Motorsports, but it is wearing the Red Dragon livery. So oh, okay. a fan favorite for that car, which has long been associated with Gainesville. Yes, very good point. The first car to cross the line is Brian Tina, so he's going to have the most clear track of all of them. Uh, the guy who finished third in the IMSA Prototype Challenge Series last year, he's finished third in a lot of IMSA championships, including Super Trofeo, many years over. So he is a staple to the IMSA paddock, looking to try and take advantage of this new championship and become the first person to win it because the claim for becoming the champion in both of the classes is a $50,000 credit that can then be applied towards any 2024 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race. Non-transferable, so it means that you will be the driver to participate in the upcoming season. That's a great prize. Yeah, very much so. All righty. All righty, Roo. Uh, no, no, that's in two weeks. That's... Uh, Yes, uh, the commentary box for our Bathurst coverage has five Bathurst 1000 victories in it between the commentators. Isn't that right, Jay? I love it. You yeah. guys are so accomplished. Thank you. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. Go and look it up. Uh, <laughs> all right, sunshine now, burning off that cloud and the... Weather forecast, not great for today, but at the moment we're booking the trend. Now, I said watch out for the track temperature. It's already gone up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, 63 wow. in the air, but it is 71% humidity at the moment. Which is going to keep it a little bit cooler as far as this morning is concerned. It will take a little bit longer for the time to drop because the temperatures are going to stay a bit lower. In terms of people to watch right now, John, we need to keep a close eye on Dan Goldberg. He's running with JDC Motorsports in their Duquesne. He's got a lot of experience with performance tech in Elysia, but Dan was super quick yesterday in both of the practice sessions. He very much could be a contender for the first overall pole position here today for the VP Challenge. So we've already seen the prototypes, the LMP3s, eclipse the times that were put in by the GSX field and throwing overhand 
immediately is Dan Goldberg with a 146.8 and he's already going to better that on his second lap because he's absolutely aced the first sector he's uh, three quarters of a second ahead of Bijoy Garg in the number three court then Brian Teens in the 77 Lance Wilsey in the 60 these are all these years then a couple more Duquesnes the 99 Courtney Crone and Mirko Schultest in the 18 Keith McGovern and Adrian Kunzler in the 28 and 54 Scott Neal just getting up to pace at the moment in the number 86 Ligier so keep an eye out for that one on the circuit Scott Neal's another one of those drivers we have to keep an eye on over the course of the weekend John because although he doesn't have a lot of prototype racing experience his background ARCA and late models so racing at Daytona International Speedway a little bit more special to him perhaps than some of the other drivers in the field well and he won't be worried about side-by-side uh, -side racing. No. Really. no, but he might have to be reminded by his spotters every single time, turn left now before you ah. get into NASCAR turn one. Yeah, good point. Very good point. But that would be a very quick lap time if he didn't. Yes, I'm sure race control might spot that. <laughs> uh, they were very good uh, yesterday, even people who blew through turn one and rejoined at turn six, um, even when they were in trouble, to be honest. 22 degrees Celsius, or 22 Celsius rather, on the track, 17 in the air. So it is warming up very quickly indeed. That's up six degrees in about 22 minutes. Correct. Gosh. JDC at the top with Dan Goldberg, Bijoy Guard, Virginia 3 Racing. Then the 47 Motorsports, number 99. Then Racetronics. Brian Tain's just dropping down to fourth ahead of Mulder Motorsport and me. Mingo Schultz in fact, Sean Creech and Lance Wilsey just goes up into fifth there with that last lap around a 146.2. Time to beat now a 44.3. That's uh, 10 seconds quicker than the GSX car, so hmm. that is going to be quite a big difference in lap time. What I'm working out, even in my head, is if that translates to race times, we might actually see some lappery in the 45-minute year. Yeah, every 14 laps or so. Mm. So that would be, what, halfway through the race, a little bit further than that. We'll be seeing uh, cars from the front of the field coming across cars from the back. But that's designed, isn't it? Because yes. what this is there to do is to give drivers some multi-class experience, both the prototype and the GT4 drivers. Um, the GT4 drivers, the GSX drivers, if they've been driving in Pilot Challenge, they've been the king of the hill. Yes. The P3 drivers in the previous P3 series was a single category. So this gives the opportunity to get some prototype and GT multi-class experience before you go to the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the Big Show. That's the idea. Exactly. And in my mind, this is exactly what WeatherTech Championship needs to try and help people get up to the Big totally. Show. Because if we had fewer rookies in the Daytona Rolex 24 Hours who had never been with multi-class racing as we do now, we would have less people, fewer people who were perhaps with the big eyes when the yeah. first time the prototypes pass them in a GT car or vice versa they're an LMP3 learning how to pass the slower GTD cars and where it's safe to do so this championship is designed both to give drivers a place to race perhaps if they wanted something a little bit more multi-class and to teach the young drivers who are still silver rated yeah. how to do it I think it's perfect 
Adrian Kunzler's just had a wee off at turn five for MLT Motorsports, but the 54 car ah. has uh, regained the track. As we were mentioning Scott Neal, well, he has picked up the pace, 147.9 last time around, gets onto the back of the pack, so all of the prototypes are ahead of all of the GSXs, which is exactly how it's meant to be. Dan Goldberg to the top with a 144.0. That is the new time to beat for JDC Motorsports. Half a second ahead of Bijoy Garg for Junior 3, then 47 Motorsports, Courtney Crow. Another seven tenths further back. Top three separated by just over a second. And we are down to the last five and a half minutes. Adrian Kunzel is one of those drivers, John, the driver of the number 54 MLT Motorsport. You just mentioned him. He's got experience in GT4 cars, having won a championship in his rookie year in GT4. But prototypes, that's a new experience. I'm wondering if maybe throughout the course of the season, he'll be one of the drivers who does a little bit better in dealing with traffic just because he knows what it's like to be in the slower GSX cars. Yeah, fair point. Um, a number of GT drivers who transitioned up to prototypes in global endurance racing said to me that the best thing that they ever did was driving GTs first um, David Brabham among them won in every category in the uh, old American Le Mans series and uh, I think competed in every class at Le Mans uh, as well and he always said until you've uh, Basically, until you've driven a mile in there on their tyres, <laughs> rather than walked a mile in their shoes. Uh, you know, you're talking about 1,300, 1,400 kilo cars, over 3,000 pounds. They're on worn tyres, they're moving around. You can't just disappear in the middle of a corner. The prototypes that have more downforce, more uh, grip on the road, and probably a little bit more grunt as well. They're the ones who have to find their way through. There's the rumble of another prototype going through. They're all using the same V8 engine. And improvements last time around for Courtney Crone, Lance Wilsey, Brian Teens, uh, Keith McGovern getting his time down to the 40, low 47s. Now a decent time for Dan Goldberg here as he goes through. Did he improve? As he goes through sector three, no, he didn't. 44-0 he's got. He did a 45-4, but that was a very good sector three. Maybe that'll set him up for a good lap here. Let's check his sector times. Lance Wilsey coming through to complete now in the number 30 car. We'll see him come to the line. There goes. And to you. A new car to the top, Bijoy Garg, wow. 143.6. Now that's interesting because that hasn't shown up as purple, but he has gone to the top, and that is a fast time. He's now three, nearly four tenths of a second ahead of Dan Goldberg, who's 144.0, is still there, but Dan's just done a very fast first sector. Because Schultz to, uh, uh, improves to a 46.3, 47 flat for Scott Neal. So these drivers here are getting themselves dialed in here. And the Michelin tyres proving very durable and still giving performance. They're, what, five, six laps in now. Yeah, and remember, these are the tyres that they have to start the first race on. So you don't want to take too much life out of them. But if you feel like you are improving throughout the course of the session, by all means, keep going. You might set a personal best lap that might put you good enough 
for pole position for race two. Bijoy Garg was on a very quick lap, John. I did see him cross the start-finish line. He was then blocked by Courtney Crone going into turn one. So this next lap will not be faster than the one that he just did. But that had to be one good lap in order to jump him up with no purples. Sutton Bridge in Lincolnshire is while where Robert Bester is listening to this Saturday afternoon, as it is for him. And the final moments, as we've got about a minute and 50 seconds to go. Dan Goldberg back to the top on that last lap with a 143.4. My goodness me. That's six tenths taken out of his time by Dan, and he's on another quick one here. They're throwing overhand now, John, that's wow. for sure. This is a great battle between Dan Goldberg and Bijoy Garg. What do you know? We know Dan. What do you know about Leisure driver Bijoy Garg? We know that he's only doing four races so far this year. Daytona, Sebring, Lime Rock, and Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. But this is a young man who is climbing the road to Indy ladder. He raced in USF 2000 the last two seasons, finishing ninth in 2022. That was his best uh, result as far as that's concerned. Open wheel background for Bijoy. So this is a brand new experience, and he is clearly taking to it like the proverbial duck to water. Share Adam with uh, a minute to go. And it's John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. And Courtney Crone is on a decent lap as well. But what by three seconds? So a full second away from the front row at the moment. So it's Goldberg and Garg, Duquesne and Ligier, 73 and 3, JDC and Junior 3, who are the class of the field at the moment. I did not expect to see a second between the front row and the rest of the field. And another quick lap for Bijoy Garg. 143.555, not quite close enough, just a tenth away from provisional pole position. Remember, second fastest lap will set your grid slot for the second race, unless you go quicker in race one. And John, this is Ligier versus Duquesne. Yeah. For the first ever pole position as the checkered flag is out. I did not expect it to be two different manufacturers going for the pole. Mirko Schultes sees the checkered flag first. He'll be no better than sixth. Keith McGovern, seventh. 18 and 28 have crossed the line. Oh, Bijoy Gorg has got a good lap going. Two tenths quicker than Dan Goldberg in the first sector. And he only needs to find about a tenth. This is going to be tight. We'll have to keep an eye on the 73 and the 3. But I think it's the 3 that we need to watch very closely on the times as they come through. There's Scott Neal's gone through. Eighth position will be his reward. Now there's a big, long, quiet gap. Into the pit lane comes Lance Wilsey. He will not better his time. Uh, he's come in from fourth position. He great could have crossed effort. the line. That's a great run. Just over a second, 1.3 seconds. It's really tight behind the front row. The gaps are under a tenth and then two tenths. Oh, my goodness. Fastest of anybody in this session. The number three leisure of Bijoy Garg. And that is quick enough. And Goldberg has backed out of it. So it's down now to Garg as he goes through and he snatches pole position at the chequered flag on the very last lap. And by a not insubstantial margin, 3.3 tenths of a second. 
So 0.334 for those of you who want to be exact. 143-0 against 143-4. Dan Goldberg pitted, did not complete his last lap. Courtney Crone will be on the inside of row two with Lance Wilsey. Then Brian Teens and Michael Schultz and Keith McGovern and Scott Neal. Adrian Kunzler and Billy and... Uh, on the back of that row nine and then earlier on of course we had Billy Griffin in the Ford Mustang setting the GSX pole well the young man with the open wheel experience here Adam he's the one who will lead the field to the green flag for the first ever IMSA VP Racing Sports Car Challenge later on the day. What a qualifying session. And congratulations not only to Ligier, but also to Junior 3 Racing for preparing a car for a young man who has very little experience in these kind of cars to come to Daytona International Speedway and put it on the first ever pole position for the VP Challenge. Sure, if that's what we're going to get for the full <laughs> season, I'm already very, very excited. Bring it on. This is going to be a very fun 2023 championship and who knows who's going to take the ultimate prize at the end of the season mostly because we don't know who's doing the full season well, yet and the pole sitter is not one of those names well he says that now yeah <laughs> <laughs> he might have to reevaluate that uh, at the end of this weekend Shea Adam was down in the pits John Hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre congratulations to JDC Motorsports uh, uh, to Junior 3 for a great battle and it's Junior 3 on pole position with Bijoy Garg in the Ligier for the uh, LMP3 version of this grid and in GSX, Billy Griffin for Core Motorsport, the Ford Mustang number 14 will lead out the GSX two races this weekend 45 minutes, no pit stops no driver changes, head down no nonsense, mindless boogie and we'll have them for you live here on IMSA Radio this programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.